Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, is the third movie in the John Wick trilogy. Uh, it's been told, it's been mentioned and said that it would officially be a trilogy. And I, I guess that's true. I don't know. Uh, there's definitely room to continue uh, in this, along, along this world and in this area, but... I mean, if this is the last one, I'm perfectly fine with that. It's a, a very strong trilogy of action. And the first John Wick came out five years ago. Uh, it was kind of a small sleeper hit. And I presume found a lot more love, you know, when it came to streaming and DVD, Blu-ray. And then two years ago, the sequel, John Wick Chapter 2, came out. And it more than doubled the its its predecessors opening weekend and box office and made so much made tons of money and now we have the third one which is on track to yet again increase from the previous film by almost 20 million if not more and so these these things have gotten us gained a strong following they have they have really blossomed in an in a way that shows just how much uh, Chad Stahelski, the director, Keanu Reeves as John Wick, and, and the rest of the cast and producers and so on, uh, care about these movies. And they take a lot of, of time and effort to make them uh, as exciting and intense and crazy as possible. So you got your first John Wick, which starts out with uh, John losing his wife and getting a dog who is then killed during an home during a home invasion which leads him to return to the world of assassins that he had left to be with his wife and to get revenge on uh, not just the guy who killed his dog but everyone associated with him then in the sequel uh, now that he's kind of back in action a little bit, someone from his past comes out of the shadows and brings up, hey, I did this thing for you once, and I need you to do a thing for me now. And that all goes sideways uh, until eventually John kills that person on continental grounds. And if you're not familiar, continental ground is a safe haven where these assassins all can stay, reload, recoup, um, and can't kill each other. There are rules. And one of the things that I've really grown to appreciate and enjoy about this franchise is how the rules really matter in these movies. And John Wick Chapter 3 expands on that in... in and my some of the more interesting things is one it's one of the more interesting things that the third part does is really hammer home hammer home just how important the rules are and 
also, interestingly enough, give you... It really heightens and layers on the level of the, the, the consequences of breaking these rules. Because at the end of the second movie, John Wick has broken these rules, and Ian McShane's character, who runs one of these Continental Hotels, has decided he is excommunicado. There is a bounty to be placed on his head. Anyone can collect it. No one can help him, etc., etc. And so that is where Chapter 3 picks up. And what I... far, Far from just the fact that the action in these movies is outstanding from a choreography standpoint from a creativity standpoint uh there's a moment in this movie where john wick is uh trying to escape guy people on motorcycles while he rides a horse down the middle of the street uh they have there's a long extended fight sequence in an antique store with antique weaponry which is a lot of a lot of fun there is um a journey to casablanca where he uh, and Holly Berry, who I believe is in the trailer, has dogs, and like there's an extended fight scene in there, there with that, which is also great. Um, and and just all the I, I couldn't I could not praise this movie for its action choreography choreography enough, and any of them really all all three uh, in the second movie. There's an incredible scene from uh, from my money where uh, Keanu and Common duke it out in a subway and i i loved that and so i was really excited for john wick chapter three i loved both of the first two i i think there's just since uh mad max free road these have been the best action movies from an action standpoint hands down in my opinion and i think that they're far better than a lot of the stuff that came you know, before them. And Keanu Reeves, who is not, you know, the best actor, he doesn't really have a lot of range in his performances, but that's okay, because the dialogue in these movies is sparse, and a few words mean so much, depending on what they are. The, the act of sliding a coin across the table, which happens a lot in these movies, uh, is is like, you know, sending someone a letter. It, it, it outlines all these pieces of information in incredibly detailed ways that are kind of shocking that anyone knows what's happening at any point in time. And yet, when you watch it in the movie at the theater, when you see these characters doing these things and, and making these movements and saying these choice phrases, it all feels like it comes around perfectly. It all feels like it, it, it wraps itself up neatly because this is a world that has been established for three movies now that is very confident in what it is doing, that is sure of itself and makes no gives gives no quarter in in being explanatory it just kind of assumes you're in for the ride expects you to understand or if you don't understand to pick it up as you go along and i really appreciate that because 
it's not like the things that they're talking about and the actions that are taking place in these movies are very difficult to understand. There's someone who wants somebody else killed and they're doing it this way and they're encouraging them to do it because of this. And I think most of the things, the little things are relatively self-explanatory. The fact that the Continental is a safe haven and if you're on its soil in any way, shape or form, killing that a person on it is breaking the rules and so on and so on and so on and the second movie did a really good job of elevating the hierarchy of of expanding the the world uh, by including something above these quote-unquote continentals because in the first movie that's really all that we have and in the second movie we get a high table and so the high table operates above the continentals rolls over them and everything else is below the table and the point of the second movie is that the people on the high table are also squabbling amongst themselves and john wick caught in the middle we get to chapter three and we find out there's someone above the high table and now it's less about the the It's less about him. So the expectation heading into this third movie was that every single hit man in the world was coming after him. Hit person in the world was coming after him. And that's partly true. I, I don't think they quite go to that extent. Uh, but the ramifications of what he has done and what has led us to this point are definitely rippled backward through the previous films and the consequences, as they say, have reared their head in this one. Uh, people who have helped John Wick, people who have interacted with him and have lived to talk about it, a lot of the people we've seen in these past, past two movies show up again here and all of a sudden are not in good standing with everyone else you know the, the the people in positions where uh you you can't you feel like they're they're above the law are not you know there's really no one in this movie that can truly act without rules in place whether that is following them because you put them there or whether that is following them because somebody else is projecting them onto you. Um, that's, you know, that's just the, 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 the situation in this world. And, and so like getting back to my earlier point, this movie, and I think a lot of movies, if they did something like this, would eventually try to circumvent the rules and your main character would rebel against them or fight back against them and I, I guess that's not entirely untrue in this movie but the world itself constantly seems to follow these rules and for a movie that is mostly about hit people and assassins to for them to have such a code of honor um, between themselves is kind of incredible and mind-boggling and you wouldn't expect it you wouldn't believe it until you see the movie and it plays out exactly that way it, it works on all levels it, it, it definitely feels like a realized vision of this seedy underbelly of a world and maybe this could never actually exist in real life 
maybe it even already does exist in real life. I don't know. But it, it, it still feels real in this movie and the way that they shoot it and the way that they show it and the way it sounds and acts and feels and, and seeps through. Um, so I first, first, first off and first impressions, I, I really enjoyed John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum and I think if you like the first two, you're going to like this one. And I think it's it's that it is that straightforward it is that consistent of a franchise and and trilogy that you can feel safe going into this one knowing it's not going to be you know a drop off in quality it's not going to be a drop off in 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 action in in set pieces and choreography it's still going to hit you again and again and again and again with just incredible feats of of courage and and skill and action and, and I think it's splendid in that regard but uh, the, there, there are other elements in the movie that don't quite meet the level of the previous two it's not a, a, an increasing line you know we're not steadily getting better in this franchise I think the action I don't know if it's necessarily better, but it is certainly different and more and unique and creative in all three movies. Uh, and I think it's just going to be a preferential thing that determines whether or not you prefer one to two to three is from an action standpoint. Now, from a story standpoint, from a narrative standpoint, things are a little trickier because the story in the first one is man has a dog, dog gets killed, man kills everyone who hurt his dog or was attached to the person who hurt his dog. Simple, straightforward, there's not a lot of additional elements going on. The second movie really tried to do a lot more with the story. You know, we introduced the high table, we have all these additional characters who have relationships with John Wick from his previous life, because now he's back in that previous life. And I really appreciated that additional embellished world that was created. I thought that they did a really good job of doing it in a simple, but um, natural meaningful way of progressing from this is just a shoot 'em up to this is a shoot 'em up but also has a couple of additional layers to it. And in the third movie, I think they're really trying to add on to that. You know, I like I said, like the high table and the rules and and so on and so forth become a much bigger presence in this movie. And I think it's pretty straightforward and simple if you break the movie down into about five chunks. There is opening set piece, then a sequence of plot and narratively driven things, then there's a second set piece in the middle of the movie, more plot and narrative driven things, and a final set piece of the movie. Set pieces are all great. I really was into the first narrative plot driven piece of this movie. They introduce a new character with a new role and position within this world who feels very at home in in what is going on and what is happening. That character is is in a position of great power and utilizes it with restraint, I feel. Uh, They are able to put themselves and, and recontextualize uh, the the events of the previous two movies in a way that makes that turns kind of on its head what rules are being followed and what rules are being broken 
And then we get the second narrative plot-driven part. And I think that that was slightly less uh, enjoyable. I think the movie goes uh, a little too far and a little too out of it to to really stay grounded, to really feel... Um, I don't know. It, we just we become we just get so far removed from the world that we're accustomed to, and I think that is one step too far from what range this movie really has, given where we started from. And I, I, I'm sure there had to have been a way to avoid taking this great of a risk, but I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what that would have been offhand, and it's not. A debilitating problem with the movie. I think it doesn't. It doesn't inhibit your enjoyment. It just. It feels like a lull. It really feels like a lull, and is served only to extract a few pieces of information from Wick and about what his mind is thinking. Because we really never know. He does not talk a lot. The diet, like I said, the dialogue is very sparse, and when it is used, it is short, concise, succinct. Uh, two to three word phrases. It's it's very very tiny portion of the movie, and this element of the movie, this this fourth part, this this curious adventure element in the movie is, I don't know. It, it definitely detracts from its overall score, but I, I still really enjoy the movie as a whole. I think the the emotions that the film is trying to conjure up in this part are meaning that there's there's good intentions there to pull them out i think it's worth knowing that they're being felt by john and i think despite keanu's lack of range in his performances i think he does a good job of 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 proving to the viewer and proving to us that he he does have these feelings running through his mind and this is what's driving him this is what's keeping him focused and and pushing him toward completing this mission, whatever this mission is, surviving however he has to. And it's a pretty sweet notion, and it kind of ties up the whole trilogy in this neat little bow, and I think that element of it is a very worthy direction to head. I just think that the the, the catalyst for it is is very poorly constructed, and very poorly timed and very poorly introduced. I, I wish I wish they had figured out a better, simpler, cleaner way to to convey this uh, to convey the these elements of the movie. Then we get to the final part, which is action, and then we get the ending. And not to spoil it, no spoilers, but the final set piece is is so long. I, I think this is one of the few set pieces that does feel a little long, uh, but not even even still, I was just so jaw on the floor impressed by what was happening that I couldn't be that upset by it. I, I mean, it, it's definitely a lot of long, prolonged fight sequences, as you would expect, but it's it's still you know however much of it was actually done by the actors however much of it was done by stunt people and and doubles and whatnot it's all incredibly impressive incredibly incredibly just just 
the amount of sheer strength of of sheer you know just being aware of of all the other people around you at the same time knowing exactly how to move each part of your body so that you can you know fend off one attacker as you pin down a second one as a third prepares to you know strike you and you just there's so many things happening at once and getting that choreography set is just I can't really comprehend the amount of training and uh, practice that had to go into something like that and so despite the fact that I think the third sequence is a little long I do feel as though it's still worth seeing because it's still incredibly impressive and then we get the ending Uh, So the ending is its own mixed bag. I think it goes on a little too long. I think there's one, maybe two too many scenes, the ending. And I don't know how much of it was we want to make sure we have the option to make a fourth movie. I don't know how much of it was um, we need to do something startling, shocking. And I don't think these movies are really about that. They've never been about that. You know, and then the end of the second movie was a huge cliffhanger and incredibly appealing to anyone who's a fan of those movies. And it didn't come with a, oh my goodness, shock value delivery. It just like, this is what's happening now. And it was very matter of fact and it was very straightforward. And this ending doesn't have that feel to it. This is like, oh, gotcha. And I, it doesn't fit in the rest of the film to me. I think there's a much easier way to finish this movie. I think, um, I don't know. I, I can't, I won't go into any specifics about that. I, I have my own thoughts on it, but I, I think that they could have ended this and, and improved upon the ending. And I don't know how much that made changed my thoughts on the movie as a whole. It's, it's a very small piece and it wouldn't really have an effect on anything that happened prior. But I do think... They could have been a little cleaner and uh, crisper with the ending. So, all in all, I, I do feel as if this is a small, small, small step down from, from the first two movies. But I think the first two movies are great. I, they're both like mid-80s scores for me. I think an 85 and an 84, or an 85 and 86, something like that. This one's going to end up in, in the you know mid-70s, maybe low-70s. Uh, which, I guess, isn't the smallest of steps. It's a moderate step down but it's still heads and shoulders above so many action movies that come out uh you know i think the ones that are going to be better than this one are going to be more plot driven and have good plots and none of them are going to have the action that chad stahelski has brought to the john wick franchise it's really unfathomable how many just just bizarre things get used as weapons you know at times it almost feels like a Jackie Chan movie and then we cut over and it's like I said a horse running away from motorcycles down the middle of the street of New York then it's uh dogs in Casablanca then it's uh uh so on and so on and all of these things are drastically different from what we saw in the first two movies. The first movie was very straightforward action, but it was delivered and, and choreographed in such a f- finite and, and finessed way that it was really unlike anything you'd ever seen up until this point. Then the second one, we get 
a little more outlandish, you know, starting to get a little bit of a fast and furious effect, but it still restrains itself enough to feel somewhat plausible, you know, like, okay, this is a straining credulity here, but, but not impossible. And now I think we've gone way over and I, I, it's not bad. I, I think it's, it's really good action still. But it has become a lot more, this is, we, we've veered a little too far away from realistic for my liking. Uh, and that is disappointing. I, again, I, I think there's, I feel like it, it, there's a lot more potential in keeping the action as realistic as possible and just making the scenarios more outlandish. And I think that's kind of what the second part tried to do. And chapter three makes more of the, make, brings the action into that outlandish area with it. And that loses me a bit. And, and that is frustrating. Frustrating. Um, so, yes, there is that. So, um, other than that, like I said, I, I, I still very much recommend this movie. If you like the first two, you'll like this. If you like action movies, you'll like this. It's it's gonna it's doing really well. I, I think I feel like it had like a really tiny budget too. Um, uh, Parabellum is uh, uh, I can't find. The budget anyway parabellum is latin for prepare for war uh, which i think is a very fitting title if a little a little little over the top in a way uh i mean if it was john wick chapter three prepare for war maybe that doesn't sound as cool this is a movie that exudes cool and i think parabellum fits the the theme a bit more than prepare for war would and this is a movie that absolutely convinces you that these people are prepared for war and a war they have and a war they undergo. Uh, that's about it though. Like I, I recommend you go see it and I think it's, it's worth a watch. Uh, and if you haven't seen the first two, I may have spoiled them already, but it's not really about the story. It's about the action and it's about the, the, choreography and I think those are worth checking out I've seen the first two both of the first two movies a couple of times and I'm sure I'll see this one at least once more maybe while it's still in theaters we'll see uh, but till then that's about it though uh, I don't have a lot more again third episode this week and again it's not over long but there are probably going to be longer episodes next week uh, when I have a little bit more time and uh, much wider and longer topics of conversation. So, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. I really liked it. If you'd like to follow me, you can head over to Twitter, at CircleFilm, Letterboxd, at CircleFilm. You can send an email, circlefilm at gmail.com, or you can support the show uh, by r liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, whatever it is on whatever service you use. Um, 
always helpful, always appreciative. Uh, or you can head over to patreon.com slash circle of film and subscribe for as little as eight cents an episode. You can also check out the website circleoffilm.com for all previous episodes, lists, etc., etc., etc. A bunch of fun things happening at the website. But that's it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell. I'll be the same again. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.